Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you once again from the Fairfield Comedy Club with my friend and fellow comic Mike Hanley. Mike, welcome. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Thanks for being here. Awesome club. Awesome club. Just got off stage. Packed house. Yeah, you fucking dominated again. I don't know about that. Per usual. It, went, it, went, it, went it felt pretty, well. pretty dominant. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Went, it went well. It went well. They seemed, went well. They seemed satisfied. They were on the bus from the jump. No one so. has demanded a refund yet. <laughs> no. No, luckily, <laughs> luckily, I was going to say, luckily that hasn't happened in a long time, but I don't know if that's ever happened. So that's a, that's a good sign, maybe. Let's yeah, we haven't put had that, that on my happen. resume. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't normally happen, but it's definitely not <laughs> happening tonight. <laughs> well, look, uh, yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Um, you know, uh, I want to chat with you about something specific. Um, sure. Something that I've noticed kind of about, uh, you know, your style and performance. You are an amazingly like high energy comic you just go out there and you know you're getting into it and you know listeners if you haven't seen mike please make a point of doing it uh you will not regret it uh it's it's absolutely fantastic but i was wondering if you could you know tell me a little bit about how you kind of came into you know this level of energy or this character is that something that was part of you know what you were doing from the start or like no. when you first started what were you doing how no, was it different no not at all so um so when i first started I, you know i worked um just normal, I would say, and um, did well, did okay, uh, did it for quite a few years. Then I took um, 11 years off from comedy. <laughs> yeah, 11, 11 years, years. 11 years. I got married, um, had had my daughters, and for the, all 11 years, I kept writing, and I was be in my car with my tape deck, and I'd be um, recording stuff, and I recorded this one story, and I was like, I think that's the best thing I've ever written. And I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, and I lied. And I said, hey, someone called me um, and asked if I want to do a spot. And she was like, they called you after like 10 years. <laughs> it's all right. And I'm like, I have the same number. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, that's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I called them. I have this one story. I just want to go up and tell that one story. So I called the person and they're like, hey, if you're, if you're going to come back, we'll give you 15 minutes. And honestly, I hadn't been on stage in 11 years. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I could <laughs> did, feel... Did that seem like a lot of time? Like with that my, kind of break? Not, like, not back in the day, but... But, but yeah, to go I up, thought it was 10 like years. Going up for the first time. Yeah, I thought it was 10 years. When I was walking out of the house, my wife goes, you know, I was thinking about it. It's actually not 10, it's 11. I'm like, oh, okay. Since Thanks I was, for the pep talk. Yeah, I was anxious about 10. Now it's 11. <laughs> right? So I go up. All I said to the host was like, look, don't say that. Just say this guy. <laughs> don't say he hasn't been on stage in eleven years. Um, just say this guy's funny, right? So I go up, and I did really well, but no energy, and and did my thing, and I felt really good. And I was like, oh, I'm back in, I'm back in. I did a couple of contests, convinced my wife, hypnotized my wife to let me continue to do comedy, and then my uh, very good friend of mine was um, doing a fundraiser uh, for elementary school, and he asked me to put it together. And um, I did it. And I don't know if you know Ahmed Barucha. Um, I don't know. So Ahmed's in California now doing incredibly. So I asked Ahmed. Ahmed came. His parents came. And my friend Jonathan, who didn't do comedy all that much. But I asked them to do the show for me and all that. And um, that night, I've never seen a group of people so rude. Everyone got up. And they didn't like, they just, they just weren't there for a comedy show. And there was a silent auction table in the back. And everybody went to the back of the silent auction table. And literally, there was one table of teachers and Ahmed's parents were the only people sitting down. And I remember Ahmed goes, this is the loudest silent auction I've ever been to. Okay. <laughs> and people were just talking. And my friend's wife came up to me and she's like, you're going to stay calm, right? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I walked up there that night and I walked to the back of the room and I, Joe, um, there's no video of this, but I, I lost my mind. Like I lost my mind and I basically threatened everyone. Was to this sit mic down. in hand? 
Oh yeah, that nice. we had the cord reached. I went to the back <laughs> and I just basically told everyone, "Sit, sit down." I'll skip the expletives there. <laughs> and then I'm like, "No one get up." And if you get up, I'm going to chase you. And I don't care if you have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to come after you, right? <laughs> and I did my set that night. And and it was who you see now. Yeah. And so it was that quick? Yeah. And I walked off stage. And my friend Jonathan said two things to me. He goes, hey, man, do you know that the speakers inside are also connected to the speakers out in the parking lot? <laughs> I'm like, what? And this is like a family restaurant? And I am screaming. He's like, dude, I went out there and your voice was just rocking the oh, parking lot. Awesome. I'm like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he goes, but dude, that's who you should be. That's it. And and I was like, ah. So it was like that moment was like, okay. And then my second moment was I, I never, and I think a lot of comedians feel this way, at least when I started was, you know, do you tell jokes or do you tell stories? And I used to tell jokes. I used to tell jokes and not stories. And and my friend said to me, he goes, dude, you suck at telling jokes. I'm like, I know. And he's like, you should tell stories. I'm like, it's too dangerous. There's, I have to have punchlines, right? <laughs> and he's like, I think if you worked and took one of your stories, jokes, and turned it into a story, I think, and talk about your real life, those two moments really helped me be who I am on stage. Like, like I then decided I want to be the highest energy person you've seen. Yeah. I want everyone to have a good time. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm not, it's just not me. I'm just going to tell you stupid stories and we're going to have a good time. Yeah. And I'm going to be a little crazy and I want everyone to be like, thank God if it's a girl, I want them to be, thank God I'm not married to that guy. And, <laughs> or if it's a guy, they want to be like, hey, hey I'm, I'm not that guy. You're, you're dating. Okay. And I want to be a little crazy, and a little nutty. Yeah. And I tell stories. And so far, knock on wood, it's, it's yeah, been no, going pretty good. Yeah, no, it fucking works. I, that's crazy though. I figured like, you know, it might be kind of a gradual no. thing where you start to like, no. uh, you know, that's nuts. No, one day, on stage, I was so mad, and and in the moment, I could feel myself being like, and like that rhythm so this in my is, head. You're kind of like the Incredible Hulk. Of I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I don't know about but that. But it's similar. I mean, yeah. I, right? mean, I think you, deep you have inside, this moment where this anger exploded, and you became, that's right. you know, this other being. <laughs> yeah. And now, when you need him to, uh, you know, not save the world in this case, but to uh, to rock a room. Yeah. He comes out, and then. You know, people people see me on stage, and then after the shows, they're always like, "Hey, you want coke? You want to do coke with me?" And I don't, I don't do drugs. And they're like, they're like "Come on, go outside this party. We're gonna party!" You like, know, I was tricking you. Yes, they I think I am. They think I'm crazy, man. Um, <laughs> so it's, I, I would say it's a little bit of a character, but truly deep inside, that's me. Yeah, that's that's how I like to have fun yeah. time. No, it comes and across as very and genuine. I, yeah, and it is me. It's not like a total act. It's it's me amped up. Yeah, is basically what without it is. cocaine. Without, without, <laughs> without cocaine. Yes. I had one girl one time after a show come up to me and she's like, you're on cocaine. I go, I'm not. And I looked at her, I go, you on cocaine? She's like, hell yeah. <laughs> she's like, come to my car. Let's do a line right now. I'm like, no, no. And then she looked at me and she goes, she goes, well, now that I've seen you work, you'll have to come see me work. I'm like, oh my God, that's my demo. Um, strippers on cocaine. There we go. <laughs> that's amazing. After hearing me talk about my family and everything else, it's like, oh yeah, let's get the new Yeah, man. let's do this. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. So, uh. So for, you know, younger, newer comics who, uh, you know, might be out there listening, figuring out how to find their path, is, yeah, is yeah. your advice to take 11 years off? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That is not, that would be maybe the worst advice I could ever give someone. Um, oh, you know, I will tell you, though, when I, when, I, when I came back, it was a different mindset. 
and I was there literally to have fun. So if I had to say, when I when new comedians come up to me, I always say, look, have fun. If you're not having fun, it's going to show. Yeah. So have fun. Whoever that has, don't be me. Don't be crazy. Don't be whatever. Just be you. But but have fun when you're up there because I think people people pick up on the fact yeah. if you're having fun. Yep. Right. And then it's you know you hear people all the time say find your voice find your voice find your voice. I I agree with that. I, I think that comes with as you know Joe right stage time stage time stage time playing yeah. in front of like oh playing the worst shows ever <laughs> the worst shows ever and it just makes you stronger. So any new comedian it's always like you know, hey get offered a gig you say yes then you f- I've I've played mental institutions I have played. I, I can't even go down all, and that's a true story, behind locked bar, buzzed really? in. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And How do you get booked on that? <laughs> who do I Facebook I'll let you, I'll let you know who the booker was. <laughs> after that show, after that show, this guy who had been detained in a mental institution for the last nine months came up to me and said, you're crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I can get a better compliment from a mental patient that calling me crazy. That's good. Yeah. You, yeah, that's... yeah. Yeah. So, um, but for, for new comedians, I would say it, it's all about the stage time and it's all about writing and it's all about taping your set and it's putting all that time in because it's all about the preparation yeah. and then getting good and filming yourself and taping yourself and listen and listen and listen and listen and asking finding your network of comedians and asking them for real advice, not, oh, you were great. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Asking for real feedback. Hey, can you watch my set? And and when you're working with a middle actor, when you're working with a host, or how does what does it take to be a host? Right? Because you yeah. know the the, the chain. the different skills, right? Right. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta be a great feature spot. You gotta have good five minutes. I don't care if you have forty eight bad minutes. Have a great five minutes. Yeah. Have a fantastic five minutes so you can add to the show. Next thing you know, you're a host. What does a host mean? Next thing you know, the middle act. What does the middle act mean? And then. And th- that's that's the thing, but it's about finding who you are and writing stuff that you think's funny and being yourself and having fun. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Uh, yeah. So don't take eleven years off. Don't take ten or eleven. <laughs> or eleven. Don't different. get don't, married. Don't, don't get married. <laughs> I know you're already married, right? Too late for me. I, we should have talked. Um, <laughs> don't get married because then you would end up taking time off. Um, yeah, and and um, have fun. And find who you are. And if anyone criticizes who you are, screw that. Welcome. Have, have, yeah, yeah, have a good time. As, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it doesn't well, matter. Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for being here. It's really always a pleasure to see you. Awesome, man. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Fairfield Comedy Club rocks. Thanks, Peace. man. Appreciate Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you are enjoying the pod, please leave us a review. Uh, if you're not, just shut the fuck up. No one needs to hear it. And uh, also, please tell your friends. Right now, I think it's mostly just my friends listening. We'd love to have your friends listening, too. And please support our sponsors, LightSwitch Advisor, your one-stop for on-demand digital marketing services, for boosting your Instagram followers, or to building a new website. LightSwitch Advisors has you covered. They do our website, so check out theirs, lightswitchadvisors.com slash hustle. And our shoe sponsor, Vans, for all of your shoe or clothing needs. Uh, You can't do any better than Vans. It's pretty much all I wear, and look how cool I am. Thanks.